The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. You know what I just realized? What's that? I have two Chick-fil-A gift cards oh. sitting on my piano here okay. that I have not used in forever. Okay. And I don't normally eat Chick-fil-A. I just don't normally eat fast food. Mm-hmm. So I don't know was what I'm going to do with was it. it. Was it go right through you? All fast food just kind of like... Once it, it enters is fast. my system, it, yes, it is, it is the speedy Gonzalez of foods, if you will. <laughs> Not uh, fast food, good food quickly. Sure, as, yeah, we don't want we that, don't want to offend the the, uh, the Kenny Rogers yeah. Roasters episode, right? With the <laughs> yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, we don't want to do any of that, right? Um, but you know me, I thought I did. <laughs> I'll take I'll take your Chick Fil A. Uh, was it gift cards? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll take them. Right. How, for how much are they? I think they're ten dollars each. Okay. All right. I don't know of any Chick Fil A's right around here, but oh, a, a new Popeyes was uh, was uh, was built like inside of a month. Well, the, the right? Popeyes, I at least understand because what they do is once you eat Popeyes, your eyes pop out. Oh. You know, and you want to rescue olive oil, and right? Right. From, Popeye from, was a sailor, and now that I've eaten, now that I've eaten Popeyes, now I have dysentery. <laughs> comes with a comes with a can comes with canned spinach, right? Oh, I can't, side of I can't, pepto. I cannot stand canned spinach. Really? Oh my god! You prefer bagged uh, spinach? Yeah, I like it dry. Like okay. it's just I can't. It's the texture. Well, canned anything these days sometimes. I mean, with the exception of cranberry sauce. When I was like seven. Right. Okay. And my mom made, I forget what it was. It was like uh, chicken with like a side of like steamed spinach or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. It was seasoned. So it was like it was supposed to be good. Right. And it tasted good. But the problem was that it felt like paper like ah. in my throat and it was stuck and I mm. like literally went to the garbage can and threw it up. And that's, like, and that explains why your voice is the way that it is. Right. Yeah. That Palpatine voice. Yeah. Ex- you, you <laughs> are, you have that raspy Sith Lord. So I evil. threw the Senate at him. Yeah. The whole thing. <laughs> Maybe go up my nose. <laughs> Speaking but of seriously going up- though, I cannot have I cannot have spit I can't have that 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 like papery texture spinach. So it has but to be dry. If it's a fresh spinach that you put on like the stove and you like you a know, sandwich you, or something, I yeah. can do. Or if I if I cook it and it's like baby spinach, right? It it's fine, but it's just the like the full size spinach when it's like all stringy and wet. That's and, fair. 
it just i cannot do it and you know it's, what really grinds my gears you know you, you, you ever cook the baby spinach or really any spinach you put it on the stove and you start sauteing it and whatnot and you start off with like an acre of spinach and then once it's done cooking it's the size of your thumb right okay yeah it is literally like i, I you know what happened here i don't know you know so i was gypped i was gypped speaking of oh, being we can't gypped. say that we can't say that anymore uh -oh. why not gypped because yeah. it refers to gypsies which is offensive what about that great joke of what happened when the pharaoh didn't get his proper change at the convenience store what's that he said egypt, egypt me egypt me right <laughs> so that has to do with egypt so that's fine oh okay sorry i didn't realize <laughs> so, that it's all about it's all about context one vowel made a change yeah. a vowel movement if you will <laughs> okay you have bowel movements. I have vowel movements. Right. Speaking of vowel movements, welcome to How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Yosef Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of the month of August. The year is 2023. So glad you can be with us as we talk to you about this stuff. As always, you can check us out online at osafoundation.org. Contact the show with via email with the address podcast at osafoundation.org. On social media, we're at facebook.com slash OSA Foundation, Twitter and Instagram at OSA Foundation, hashtag how you play the game. And this is where I would plug a lot of other things that I can't remember at this moment. So we'll just move on and say that across the way from me, as always on the screen, is the producer engineer of the show, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello. How are you? And how's your spinach? We have a book. We do have a book that's been out for a while. I know, but people yeah. should still get it. They, they really should for two very important reasons. One, great bathroom reading. And two, two can also be a hat. <laughs> I was going to say it makes a great coaster, but that works too. So three very important reasons. Yeah. Um, I made an egg wrap for lunch. Okay. With some sriracha. Speaking of food. Right. Um, came out pretty nice with a little bit of rice in it. We talk so much about food. I'm surprised we don't have Jim Gaffigan on the show. I love food. We all love food. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, yeah, so did that and, um, yeah, just, uh, getting ready for the, getting ready for the start of the semester. I feel like summer's already over. I know when, once August hits, it's like, well, life oh, is over. Oh, for me, it's July after July 4th. It's over. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's, we're already planning. I, I, it's, it's just moves too quickly. So you got to become a loser like me, where it doesn't really matter where it is in the calendar. Life's just over. Wow. Was that, well, that was that too deep? That got dark. Okay. Don't, you can't say dark. That might be offensive. Oh, I'm sorry. That got a slightly less lighter shade. <laughs> <laughs> More depressing. No, can't say that. Yeah. That changed. Uh, no, we can't do change. People don't like change. No. We're just going to cancel ourselves. Right. Okay. Soon we can't even use the word cancel for Why's some that? reason. Oh, you're just know. saying we're, we're, it's going to just evolve for some to that reason. point? Okay. Some, for some reason, we won't just be able, we just won't be able to use it anymore. Probably because it, it sounds, because it probably sounds like cancer. Oh. And you know what? People, Japanese people can't say cancel because of the L's. So they, they went by, they might say cancer. Cancer. So they're gonna that, yeah. cancer, yeah. right? Cancer. So they're gonna cancered, and and because of that, I'm canceled, right? Because of what I just said. So yes. I'll just why don't we just leave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
how 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 no, are they we can't pronounce their l's like listen they, i they, get it i'm not arguing like, with you i'm just you saying know. how are we in charge of this nation's youth that's all i'm saying Oh, I'm not in charge of anything. I am yeah. not responsible for anyone. That's I very true. That's why that's kids. why you you delegate a lot to me. <laughs> Even though we're both children ourselves, right. really. Uh remind me oh, I got to tell you a funny story about that. And by funny I mean depressing. Oh good. But I won't we're tell on you on a the good yeah. we're, we're on a we're on a good roll here yeah. today. So anyway, speaking of roles, we've got cuz it's another food thing. We've got yeah. a bunch of topics on the on the rundown here uh because there has been a lot that has occurred that that could be worthy of our time where my friend would you like to start i will give you the first crack at picking what you want to discuss well i think the most outlandish thing should be saved for last okay that's fair uh, um so i maybe we start with the ejection first which one the aaron boone ejection the aaron yeah the aaron okay. Boone. so so the Yankees were in Chicago to play the White Sox. And in the first game of a three-game series, uh, home plate umpire Laz Diaz was ejected, or I'm sorry, he ejected Aaron Boone for arguing balls and strikes. And the issue was that the tirade on which Aaron Boone went, first of all, created a lot of great memes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I do have to give credit where credit is due. The memes are great. Um, but the, the 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 display that that he demonstrated was quite quite pathetic. And the call in question that where he got run wasn't even a, a bad call. It was a strike to it was a strike three to uh, Anthony Volpe where the pitcher missed his spot. They were setting up inside, and he threw the ball in the outside corner. So the catcher had to reach. But if you believe in the strike zone box graphic on your television, it had plenty of it. So so he doesn't even know on which hill he should die. Okay? <laughs> that's, how, that's how lost Aaron Boone is at times. Yeah. Um, then I, th as I was researching, and I wanted to bring this up too. So this came out on Tuesday in the New York Post uh, by uh, Greg Joyce. And it says here that Boone said, quoted, and I quote, all I know is Laz Diaz was telling me, I feel like in a way, he in a way egged me to go on to make a fool of myself. I guess I obliged. So he 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 definitely he wanted I, he he's he's saying that 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 there was that, that Laz Diaz basically told him go ahead do it and he did. And then he goes on to say um I mean I don't like doing that. I think I embellished embarrassed Bella Boone a little bit so I don't like that Boone said referring to his daughter, but I also felt like I needed to do, to fight for what I thought was happening within that game. Um, by mimicking, by drawing a line in the sand and mimicking the strikeout yeah. ball? Yep. Come on. That's, I don't care who you are. That's, you're, you're making a mockery of, of someone's profession. And I mean, all right. In the heat of the moment, but still like, 
you're you're people are watching you <laughs> you know you're you're supposed to be a role model yeah although uh, i will i'll let me say this this is actually quite funny in the same article uh Apparently, Aaron Boone heard a lot of funny stuff from other managers about this tirade, including getting a call from Red Sox manager Alex Cora. And Alex says, quote, I get upset and all that with umpires, but he's so good at that, referring to Boone, you know, that the impersonations. He's awesome. He's awesome. That was really good. I told him the hips were really good. He got it right. He friggin' got it right. Then he says, I'll call Mike Hill, who's the, the disciplinarian at MLB, and I'll probably pay half the fine. We got it, buddy. We got it for you. Oh, my gosh. So although I do appreciate that humor part of it, it's it's pretty sad that they still think that that's appropriate. Right. Now, here's the. let me debunk something else, too. Throughout all of this, there is this ongoing narrative that Laz Diaz only called 66% of the pitches correctly that night. And they use, I believe, umpire scorecards to circulate that information throughout the public. The problem is that is, and as we have discussed, umpire scorecards uses a zero margin of error. It is essentially like the box that you see on the screen and that's not not what major league baseball uses to evaluate umpires it is not what uh close call sports uses to evaluate umpires and it is also not what the the quote-unquote accepted practice of the strike zone is in accordance with the studies done by uh tools like pitch fx and um the various i can't think of the name of the of uh, brooks baseball that 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 kind of plots some of this stuff as well we've been over this time and time again we've gone through chapter and verse okay major league baseball uses a 2 inch margin of error to evaluate the strike zone for each umpire close call sports actually only uses a 1 inch margin of error what you see on umpire scorecards and on the graphics on your television and and so on and so forth uses no margin of error and it's not 100% accurate so the narrative that is circulating is based on bs right off the bat okay and brooks brooks baseball for those of you who don't know has basically you know you studied this and said that to there there is a margin of error on the outside corner that is given to a lot of hitters just naturally by the way that umpires set up right okay so that's one of the reasons that major league baseball uses that two inch margin of error out of many reasons so to to circulate the narrative and to come down on laz diaz as saying he only called 66 percent of the pitches correctly is a very short-sighted way of understanding exactly how we look at the data and interpret it why um why isn't it consistent because the system is not consistent it's not the the technology is not there to give us a 100 percent accurate reading of the strike zone 
And if we live in a proverbial world where it's, and I, I use this term loosely to try and relate to various, you know, various situations. If you live in a world where it's better to let a guilty man go free than put an innocent man in prison, we, if we're not there yet, if it's not true, it must be false kind of a thing, which is kind of how mm -hmm. Western medicine tends to work sometimes. Um, we have to allow for that margin of error in order to not tighten our grip and let the other star system slip through our fingers, if you will. Okay, <laughs> okay. to use another another Star Wars reference. Mm -hmm. So we've discussed it many times. The strike zone changes from hitter to hitter. And yes. the technology we have does not reflect that yet hmm. okay the tech you know the, the 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 upper and lower parts of the strike zone change from hitter to hitter jose altuve and aaron judge do not have the same strike zone yeah okay so so the fact of the matter is just that for the purposes of evaluation especially also when we when when we take into account the fact that the reception of the pitch by the catcher can play a role you have to make the decision this quickly. We 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 just simply do not have, uh, you know, a, a consistent way to evaluate umpires. Even the automated ball strike system or the challenge system that they're trying to use in the minor leagues to eventually bring to the major leagues, it's not mm -hmm. there yet. It's just it's the technology. The the human umpires still get it right more often than the computers when it comes to balls and strikes. So mm -hmm. until that changes, right? Implementing it is a, is a moot point, right? Well, you so know I, what? Even if we even if we do implement it, people are going to complain about the computers. Oh, absolutely, they're saying, "Oh, then the computers gonna, are wrong." The, yeah, right. So, oh, someone hacked the computer. Oh, they 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 adjusted it to call it a certain way. <laughs> this isn't tomorrow never dies, where they they you know they tamper with that GPS encoder. Mm-hmm. There's got yeah. This is a new Bond film. Okay, someone someone is tampering with the science and technology of baseball games in order to make a financial <laughs> killing on the bets in sports betting. That's actually a pretty good plot. Okay, well then, um, Eon Productions, if you are listening, you can give me a shout, and I will sell you this idea for a large sum. There you go. And just just enough so I can pay my bills like $3 billion. <laughs> You'll make it up in one marketing campaign. You guys shut the hell up. All right. Right. So, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's sad that, and, and I think now Boone is tied for the lead in ejections this year. It's just, it's just so yeah, sad. That. It's just so sad that we have to fight for this stuff. Like you're all grown adults playing a kid's game and getting paid absorbent amount of money to do so. I'm sorry. It's right. not it's not necessary. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you. I, I just it's just sick. It's sad. Speaking of ejections. How about you want to meet you want to look at the uh, the brawl? Yeah. OK. So prior to this story, we had the fight in Cleveland. Between Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez. Now, you may recall that Tim Anderson's name has been floated on our show a few times already. The most recent being the, um, what was it, Tim and Josh Awkward Show Weird Job 
where where he and Josh Donaldson got into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was last year. And it was, you know, remember the, the was it? And Sports they're Illust- both, they're both not, they're both assholes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in that story, in that story, yeah. yeah. But that was the story where I think it was Sports Illustrated did the piece on Tim Anderson and he called himself the new Jackie Robinson. So Josh yes. would, would, would like kind of mock him and call him Jackie. And that led to Tim calling Josh a racist and then Josh getting suspended and, yeah, it was it was pretty, pretty stupid. So in this particular situation, Tim Anderson con- con- continued to be the jerk that he is. Mm-hmm. And um, it got to a point where Jose Ramirez, who's the third baseman for the Guardians and who, by all accounts, is one of the nicest guys who never gets upset about anything. Basically said to Tim, you need to knock this stuff off. You can't be talking trash to our rookies. You can't be tagging people exceptionally hard because you're going to hurt them when we're all just trying to, you know, provide for our families. You know, it's time to start playing the game the right way. So Ramirez doubles down the right field line, I think in like the sixth inning. He slides head first into second. Tim Anderson is there to tag him. He beats the tag, but the tag is hard and it stays on Ramirez to the point where he, he just kind of looked at him and said, can you stop? Can you get off of me? And Anderson threw his glove down and said, all right, let's fight, and squared off with him in a boxer's stance, at which point Anderson threw a punch and Ramirez ducked it. And Ramirez then clocked Anderson in the head and he went down. And I do have to give, you know, I I like how we're looking for some of the humor in this stuff like we did with the Aaron Boone thing. Mm-hmm. The the humor in this one comes from Tom Hamilton, the great radio voice of the Guardians, where he started to channel his inner Howard Cosell, and he starts going, "Down goes Anderson, down goes Anderson," and I was like, I was cracking up when I heard that. I thought that was great. And this brawl was like a fifteen minute brawl because like three separate skirmishes broke out, right. and 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 there were a bunch of suspensions handed out. Anderson got six games. Ramirez got three games. Um, I think both managers got a game. Uh, the uh, third base coach for the Guardians got a game, and then there were a couple other guys who just got fined. Um, oh, and the and the closer for the Guardians, I think, got a game. Um, but I think what was really telling about it were the post game comments and whatnot. So Anderson never spoke to the media, and granted, after he got decked, he looked woozy, like yeah. he looked concussed, like he it, like he he was out of it. Right. So, so I understand why he maybe he didn't speak to the media, but at the same time, perception and 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 reputation is everything. Right. So, so that doesn't look good for him. Ramirez right away came out very vulnerably, said everything that he uh, that he was thinking. You know, the really the only thing about which I did not agree was where he said he had to defend himself. Like that, like that to me is always the whole. Okay, you know, that's like Aaron Boone saying I have to fight for what's right and whatnot. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, that there's there are right ways to go about that. If yeah. Tim Anderson throws his glove down and squares off with him, I imagine that's pretty hard in the mo- in the heat of the moment not to defend yourself, but at the same time, there's part of me that's just like, really? Like I I'm not doing this, you know. He throws a punch at me then, you know, then who knows? I I get it. I totally get it. I was just saying to Caitlin the other day, in the heat of the moment when testosterone's involved and all that kind of stuff, I think human emotion and reaction takes over, so I can't fully blame him. Right. But then I'll let me give Ramirez credit for this, too. About a day after, 
he comes out and I think posts on like Instagram or something. However, through his interpreter, this most heartfelt apology for for what he did. So Ramirez isn't even the aggressor here. Right. And Ramirez is apologizing to everybody, saying I shouldn't have done that, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm-hmm. dude, you, you're not the issue here. But right. this just speaks to your character. He apologized to the fans. Yeah, his... everybody, his teammates, oh, okay. every everything. Just said I should I should not okay. have done that. I I'm a better person than this, you know. Than to okay. than to than to, you know. I I and I was just like, wow, that's hmm. that's that's pretty he- heavy, you know. Yeah. Right. Hmm. I mean, what do you do? I mean, I, I... in a situation like that, I mean, I was always taught growing up that if you got into a fight, you I mean, and there was no one, there was no, like, and this is when I was a kid. Right. There's no adult around. You can't just, you can't just, just sit there and take it. I mean, you have to, you, you, I mean, for, for self-preservation, you have to survive. Correct. And the way to survive is defense. Yes. I mean, there, there is defense there. Um, You know, so, and I've been in a fight when I was younger and when I was in third grade and uh, I, I, you know, this kid was picking on me for a while and, and then eventually it got to, and my, my, my dad was like, you can't, you can't, you got to defend yourself. You can't just sit, you, you don't want to get hurt. And um, the next day he, I might've told you this story came up behind me i used to have like really like an overbite i looked mm-hmm. like bugs bunny and he kept calling me bugs bunny and and then i that's I not turned, even right because you don't because that's a carrot thing we were just talking about spinach right i know get the uh, i like carrots right. though i like carrots There's nothing wrong with carrots you like them steamed so, yeah like steamed carrots. i think that's the yeah. way i like them too cooked carrots so he punched so he pushed me into the wall and i turned around and i just decked him right in the mouth and he spun around and fell on the floor and i actually had to be taken to the hospital so uh i got in trouble for that but but then but the principal at the time was was like you really shouldn't have done that but at the same time i know this kid and he had it coming yeah like he was he like that's literally what he said of course this was like 1991 right 1992 so back then it was, was a little a different bit different yeah. than it was today. I mean, today you would, there would child protective services would come in and it would be all over TikTok, and it mm-hmm. would be like a, it would be a, this large investigation that would last for months. Um, but back You'd then be labeled just, as a racist, right? Even it, though it wasn't a race thing. Other kid was white. Yeah. Well, he was Italian. Still, see, that's what it is. Right. As, as an Italian myself, I can call you racist. I think. Well, I'm also a little bit Italian. I'm so. more Italian than you, so I accept your apology. Are you 50%? 75%. Okay. So then, yeah, I'm 50. Why do you think I why do you think my nose looks like this? Oh, that's the that's the Jewish side in me. Never mind. Right. Yeah. So, um speaking of canceled, uh <laughs> so but but again, but it goes back to like you just and uh, and you know what? Honestly, it's better to defend yourself than to just continue to take it and later blow up. Yeah. It 
because that's much worse. Well, you know, if you just because you could be you could do something crazy then. I agree. Like, Listen, I totally so it's better to just like diffuse it and be right. like, and you know what? And as an epilogue to this story, no one ever bothered me again. Well, that's like, important. Up, yeah. Up through high school. Yeah. No one because everyone saw it happen. Yeah, they and knew. They're like, yep. You know, no one, no one bothered, no one, no one did anything. I, yeah. Not that well, they, not because of that specifically, but in general, like, oh yeah, okay, well he can. You there know, was, there can, was a, I mean, it was, a, that was a very, uh, what's the word I'm, I'm, I want here. Um, primitive thing in that they now see in that sociological makeup, this is the guy who could harm me. Mm-hmm. you know, based upon certain factors. So I'm not going to poke that bear. Right. You know, so I, I right. get it. And I think there are a couple of points about that that I want to highlight because I, I I really do like them. I First of all, I totally agree about the lack of suppression, you know, and, and, and there's and, and I'm sure that there are better ways to say it and to handle it. But in a nutshell, you do not want to ignore things. You do not want to suppress things. You do not want to just sit there and take it, so to speak. Right. Um, and actually, that's you, it's funny that you never know what's going to happen later. Well, ab- absolutely. I think psychologically, there's there there is a you know all of our makeups are different, so you don't know what person will react in what way based on what circumstances. You know, some people can get set off or triggered by the craziest things sometimes. And I'm not talking about the you know the the, the triggered memes that we use today you know and whatnot i'm talking about deep psychological triggers that that really don't have anything to do with any of the superficial socio-political issues that we deal with in modern society you know right you just you you have stuff bottled up the wrong thing can set somebody off you know uh just because of what is within that person's psyche and i'm sure that there are connections too don't get me wrong i'm i'm sure that some of the issues that we do face today are connected to that template. It's just that they get masked and, you know, and, and altered based upon the other stuff that we see, you know, so we kind of cast this, this blanket statement and it gets us into trouble to a certain degree. Um, But that's kind of neither here nor there. You know, it's funny that, that we're talking about this too. I think back to our conversation with um, Nick Michaud when he was writing about, Mr. Rogers and turning the other cheek and the sportsmanship and all that stuff. One of the things he discussed in his essay was about what the real phrase turn the other cheek means and how it's been interpreted differently. You know, it's not a sex thing. It's not, a, it's not a sex thing. It could be, but it's, you not. would think it would be, but it's you not. would think it would be. Well, yeah. And I would too, but that's not the mm-hmm. point. You know, we, we commonly interpret turn the other cheek to be this submissive, uh, pacifist way of dealing with conflict. If someone slaps your one cheek, you turn the other cheek so they can hit you there too, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And although I think that there is merit to that because what it does do is it, it 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 does talk about the philosophical nature of trying not to react inappropriately. It does also... Uh, conflict with what we're discussing here about the human nature. And Nick was trying to say that in certain circumstances, turn the other cheek is is more about the idea of 
if you're going to smack me, you know, if you're going to hit me, do it while I'm facing you. Do it while while I'm standing up to you while, I, you know, so that I can mm -hmm. I can defend myself kind of a thing. Um, right. You know, and, and that's again, that's a different culture. That's a different interpretation. And I'm sure people will discuss that. But it just it just has different meanings to it. Um, I I find it interesting too that in your story, the principal had the wherewithal and the common sense to say what he said, because I think that 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 speaks to the you know unfortunately sometimes the way that we have to work within the society that we have, people just don't listen. They're not, you know, it's what's that old, there's that old family guy thing where, you know, they, someone makes an argument, then someone makes a counter argument and the guy goes, you're right, I'll change now. Mm -hmm. You know, like that doesn't always work. That does, it's not the way this works. So <laughs> that's not the way any of this works. Exactly. <laughs> I unfriend you. <laughs> you know, that's, it, it's just sometimes that's how you get the message across. And I also think that the way the testosterone works in the fight, flight, freeze, you know, response. Um, actually, I, I I was reading something last night that said there's actually a fourth thing to that fight, flight, fright, freeze, which mm -hmm. I found interesting. Where fright is where you just internalize it and you absorb it and whatnot, and then it, it, it you you suppress it in a way and it becomes something bigger later. Mm -hmm. Um, but in those situations, that's sometimes how you how we react. You know, there there's an there's an importance to defending oneself. You know, yeah. and and it's so funny that you bring that up. So I don't think I've ever been in a fight per se like that. Uh, but I did like I took martial arts as a kid because I was also picked on a lot. And the martial arts that I took kind of gave me, you know, it was just general karate. And but it gave me the the wherewithal to know that if something did happen, I was prepared, and yet at the same time, knowing that violence like that should never be the first answer. It should be always a last resort, if anything, mm -hmm. you know? So it's hard to come down on people in those situations. I think the one thing that does scare me is that when those situations do occur, the people who are the innocent victims will still get punished for I sh you shouldn't have done that. And right. to me, that's a philosophical wrong. Like in your situation, it would it's one thing if the principal pulls you in and says, you shouldn't have done that. But I, you know, and then I understand blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's a, That's kind of what happened. And that's fine. That's not to me, you know, as a, as a 40 year old male looking back on that now, that's not getting in trouble. Right. What would be getting in trouble is where he says that and then says, and I have to give you detention or suspend you or whatever and whatnot. Cause then it's like, you, well then I'm not supposed to defend myself. Right. You know, it's right. so, so that's what I think concerns me is that in today's society, especially the people who are the defenders can be easily regarded as the people who also need to be punished. Right. And you look at this story where Jose Ramirez did get a three-game suspension for for fighting. And to me, this is a situation where 
Ramirez is the innocent one. Right. You know, so so that I think that's what bothers me is that there's that philosophical difference. I understand the the optics of it. You want, you know, they 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 pull these things out to try and prevent them from happening again. I get that. Yeah. But 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 transpose this. <laughs> They're clearly not working. I no. mean you know you're right I mean, you're finding absolutely... finding what does finding do i mean to it someone doesn't who do makes anything. millions of dollars why it even have do it? it well remember that in major league baseball how about the way... taking their firstborn how about that well remember like, that's it ma- that's there we go remember in major league baseball <laughs> the way that the, the that it's written up the disciplinary fines are tax deductible That's so stupid. I remember. So if you get fined for anything in in Major League Baseball, you're essentially writing a check to charity. Okay? Uh, that's that's the God's honest truth. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. So yep. there's no, there is absolutely no negative reinforcement there. Right. I can't, I, if I get a speeding ticket, I can't deduct that from my taxes, can I? almost thinking like what if they get like a massive decrease in their salary i mean they do get i mean when they're if they're suspended they do not get paid for those days but again mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a drop in the bucket right you know i think close call sports actually had an article about this many years ago uh ian kinsler when he was on the rangers got tossed by angel hernandez and he was fined for the ejection and whatnot and of course kinsler came back and was you know putting up the the, the, all the fights about umpires need to be held accountable this that the other blah 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 and they went in and they looked at the fines of what he received for that and said "You, you realize that what he was fined was some like ridiculous fraction of his annual salary like it was like 120th of his annual salary which is nothing compared to what the average person makes like if you like if you make if you make millions of dollars and they fine you $10,000 that's nothing whatever that fraction that percentage is but if you make $10,000 and they fine you that same percentage now your right. family can't eat yeah you know so so it's th- there's a lot of <clears throat> I think it should just there. be, they should be, they should be, I think it should be not tax deductible. And right. I think it should just be a flat out, you are like, it should be like a million dollar fine. Like, That'd be fine. Like, that, no pun intended. Based on, like, you know, like make it a, make it a percentage of their, of their salary. And based on the egregiousness of the act, right. You would, you would, you would scale it a, a certain way. Don't make it tax deductible. Just don't give it to them. Yeah. Just withhold it and be like that. No, you're not getting this and you can't report it on your taxes. You, you, you punched someone else or you, you know, you got ejected and you were acting, you were throwing your bat down and you were, you were acting like an idiot. You are, you are being withheld $5 million. That's it. I, I bet you they'll, They'll change their tune pretty yeah. quick when it's that, when it's like that. And it's like, you know, it's, but of course, you know, the players union will probably have something to say about oh, that. And, you know, but like, we should be allowed to have our tantrums. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Um, 
you know, it's funny too, as I was as I was kind of listening to the pundits as they were unraveling. They this. should make them umpire. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they should. Absolutely. Um, a lot of former players when when were asked about fights like this when I was listening to I think it was MLB radio. And a lot of them all came out and said kind of the same thing, which is this is we don't want this. We don't want fights. We understand it happens, but 99% of the players don't want this. Right. So don't don't look at it like we're trying to promote this. Right. You know? Um, and then, but on the flip side, other pundits in the media are basically saying, whether you like it or not, this is good for baseball because it gets eyeballs to the set. Mm-hmm. You know? And... So you think, you know, so baseball's probably talking out of both ends of their mouth. Right. We don't No, you shouldn't be fighting. I keep fighting because it gets us more money. Right. You know, like, what do you do? Yeah, it's. How do you rectify that one? Right. Or know. do you? Um, it's like, uh, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just feel like they need to be withheld an exorbitant amount of money. And for them to, and they should do community service. If, if the fight, if the, if the, <laughs> if, and they have to sacrifice the firstborn and a leg. Right. And you know, the umpire. Yeah. yeah. And they have to go to jail. Right. And they have to dance with a big dude who wants to cuddle them all night. Right. Which is you. <laughs> Listen, don't tell don't me know, you, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't cuddle some of those guys. That. What's that? <laughs> I don't have enough in the tank for that. Oh. <laughs> is, that, is that the title of the episode? I don't have enough in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> or is yes. that the title of my upcoming erotic novel? Yeah, or both? I'll figure. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Two things can be true at the same time. Um. So should we move on? To yeah. The final one? thing of the day is the... Um, this is my favorite. This yeah, is, this is this is the this most ludicrous, according to you. So, Orioles broadcaster Kevin Brown was suspended by the team for mentioning facts on a broadcast. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, I, I when I, like, I'm sorry, I cannot keep a straight face when I first <laughs> saw this. I'm thinking to myself, oh, great, here we go. There's going to be another back-and-forth volley between two sides of the political spectrum. And right, this, you that. thought it was something. I thought he literally said something like was, offensive. Right. Or something that some people thought were offensive and other people didn't find offensive, and the Orioles were like, listen, we got to suspend you just to save face. Right. And then I watched the clip. And I thought I clicked on the wrong clip. So I went back and I watched it again. And I was like, what? Is this real? Like, I thought it was an onion. I thought it was an onion article. I thought. So then I, so then, you know, you go to multiple sources. So I'm looking at different sources now and it's all the same. Yeah. So, and that's when it hit me as every broadcaster came to his defense to say, what the hell just happened? Right. So apparently what happened was Kevin Brown, the broadcaster for the Orioles, 
mentioned on, I think it was the beginning of the broadcast before the Orioles played the Rays in St. Petersburg, that the Orioles have not had much luck winning series and thus games when they play the Rays in St. Petersburg. He was literally reciting facts that were provided by the team in their notes that they give to all the media members. And this was approved by the television producers because graphics were created to demonstrate this. And those Mm -hmm. graphics don't just fall out of trees. Like they have people in trucks creating them Right. So that they can put them up on the screen as they're being discussed. So it's not, this is an improvisation. Right. Okay. So. But wasn't he doing it to, wasn't, I'm sorry, but wasn't he doing it to highlight how, like, like comparatively, because the Orioles are having a great year now. Yes. So, so it was, it, it, you know, it, was it taken out of context? Who the hell knows? I mean, but he was basically, by, by pointing that out, your point is well made in that the Orioles are leading the AL East right now. And he's basically saying, hey, for a team that hasn't been doing well in this situation, look at what they're doing now. So it's kind of interesting to watch, you know? And the Orioles said, nope. So... When they approved it. Right. When, when, like... What... So, like... Was it... I mean, so... I mean, if if we're going to get really meta about this, but... Like, is it because of, like, did someone, did fans react negatively to that? And nope. that's why? Here's why. Or you it's ready? like, uh-huh. Because because he stated the facts with little additional commentary, that drew ire from the ownership who believed, quote, it made them look cheap, end quote. And that's what caused them to suspend him. The Orioles were reached for comment where they just say, we don't comment on personal matters and we look forward to hearing Kevin's voice soon. Now, ironically, when the Orioles returned home shortly thereafter and played the Astros, a free Kevin Brown chant was growing in the crowd at Camden Yards. Um. Did they lose that series, by the way? To the Astros? Oh, no, to the Rays? Hold on. I'll tell you in a second here. I'm curious now because it would be funny if they did. (laughs) That's very very true. Hold on. Let me pull this up. Live radio here, ladies and gentlemen. Do it live. Do it live. We'll do it live. No, they won. Oh. The last series where they were in Tampa, August 20th through the 23rd. Right. They won three out of four. August 20th. So this was even delayed. But it's not August 20th yet. I'm sorry, July 20th. My fault. Okay. Calendars. They're tough for me. You're scaring me. (laughs) July 20th through the 23rd. Yeah. They won three out of four. So they won. So then what, what are they 
complaining? What is that about which they are complaining? And how delayed is this? This happened this week. It took the it took the oh, the Orioles ownership three weeks to react to this. <laughs> the hell am I missing? I don't know. It's really bizarre. The timing. The, the timing behind it all is just, it's, there has to be something else happening, right? Like, we're not seeing. I, I like, like, that's the thing that I'm thinking about now. It's like, th- what are we missing? Like, th- right? There's got to be something that I even, somebody did. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing, too. I even went back just now. I looked at the clip again. Kevin Brown is clearly at Tropicana Field when he's saying this. The the teams are clearly in the background. The the post apparently came August 7th, which is Monday. Now, is it they, they did they react and then he hasn't been around, and then the story just broke late? Like, where's Kevin Brown, and they announced that he was suspended? Maybe. I mean, that's I the only know. thing I can... That's still weird, though. No, like, it wouldn't is. The, wouldn't the team just react... Wouldn't the, wouldn't the organization just react quickly and be like, you can't say that on TV, you're suspended? Well, you know what? They Maybe <laughs> they did, and they just kept it quiet, and maybe they just thought that Kevin Brown was on vacation... Oh, so they you know what I mean? What I'm saying, what I'm saying is maybe after that series, they they told him he was suspended and they shoved it all under the rug. And then two weeks later, they're like, where's Kevin Brown? And that's when word broke. We live in a society and this is this is here we go. Right. Not to make this political, but we live in a society where our feelings matter more than the truth. And it's got here we go like you can feel a certain way about something but the truth isn't going to change because of that right so like the orioles have sucked in the past i'm sorry like (laughs) against the rays they have not played well it's as a like these are facts it's not like the Oriole management went through some sort of parallel timeline going back in time and being like, oh, no, no, no. This is not the way we remember it. Right. <laughs> like. he's And he's going to he's the, the Orioles have said that he'll return soon. And that's all they've said. And, and I was just kind of looking through all these things. You know, uh, I think last time we talked about uh, Jimmy Trana from uh, Sports Illustrated when we talked about that tennis incident. Yes. So he he wrote a column about it as well. Um, and this is what he says in Sports Illustrated. Quote, The mind-boggling saga involving the Orioles and their play-by-play man, Kevin Brown, is far from over as Brown is expected to return to the booth Friday for a game in Seattle, according to The Athletic. We all know his, his suspension over pointing out Baltimore's record against Tampa Bay over the past two years makes zero sense and reeked of Orioles chairman and CEO John Angelos being insecure, petty, and paranoid. What I keep thinking about regarding Brown's return is the awful situation the Orioles have put him in going forward. At some point, someone is going to ask Brown about this ridiculous mess, and he's going to have to sugarcoat the entire thing and basically lie. 
He's not going to be able to say, quote, yeah, this whole thing was pretty screwed up beyond belief or, quote, yeah, that John Angelos is a pretty awful person. He's going to have to say, quote, I love working for the Orioles organization and there was a miscommunication, blah, 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 blah. He'll return to the airwaves with no explanation of him going MIA. His every word will be dissected and fans watching while admiring and respecting Brown will fully expect him to watch his every word, which hurts his credibility. The poor guy has basically been neutered. A quick check of Brown's Twitter account shows he hasn't tweeted since July 26th. Before that, Brown rarely went two or three days without tweeting. He's probably terrified to say anything because he knows he can't address the injustice he experienced honestly. It's just surreal to think about the irreparable damage that has been done by the Orioles in the situation. And it's not like the story is going down. Uh, yesterday, we had the legendary Al Michaels going off on the on the situation. So Al Michaels went off. Every, every broadcaster went off on this. Yeah. Okay? Right. Every broadcaster ha- you know, said something about it on the air. And some like mocked it. Like when I was watching the Yankees and the White Sox, there were guys mocking it. And I was like, you know, again, it's, it kind of relates back to the fight thing where it's like, this isn't the best thing to do, but I get while you're doing it. But, you know, you, you, you kind of have to poke satirical fun at it to, to, right. to show how stupid it is. Right. It, it really is. It's like you almost, it almost encourages other people to like, obviously yeah joke about it and i wonder if it's going to be like a copycat thing where other organizations are going to follow suit like up oh, you can't speak the truth about our team i would i'd be willing <laughs> to bet that it, the opposite will occur i i feel my gut tells me that the fact that everyone and their proverbial mother came to his defense so and they saw quickly right through it i, I think they, yeah, yeah base, and 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 let's face it also Major League Baseball owners are a very close-knit group, okay? Right. In that there's only 30 of them. So they know what's going on. And I would imagine that they all have their opinions about one another. So it would not surprise me to be like, to say, just think to myself that X amount of owners are going to look at the Angelos family and just go, that's them being them, okay? If you think I would ever go down that road, you're out of your mind. Right. I mean, I think the uprising against it, combined with the fact that what he said was just factual and all of the the things that point in the there, there's no debate in this. You know, no. the, the fact that that John Angelos was trying to grasp at straws by saying this makes me look cheap, suspend him. Is absolutely absurd. It's childish. It's not, and it's it's not even. It's not it's not even holding water like to get from point A to point B. There is a pretty tough journey. How do you how do you do that? Like like he's saying in the last two years, the Rays have have kind of played the Orioles better. You know, the Orioles have not had good luck against the Rays. Well, the Orioles are having good luck against some people right now. Yeah. You know, it's not like Brown came on the air and just said our owner is a cheap bastard. Okay. It's just, it's just sad. It's, it's yeah. just sad, and it, I think a lot of these situations that we discussed today really just point to some of the really weird outliers in sportsmanship. You know, like this particular situation almost almost falls under the category of that old Stephen Colbert bit called uh, "That's the craziest effing thing I've ever seen." Oh yeah, you know. 
like that's that that's where that that lies and then the other ones we're we're just rehashing stuff that just has gotten to a point where it's just so stupid yeah. aaron boone got ejected again story at 11 okay whatever you know right. tim anderson's being a jerk yep okay here we go mm-hmm. you know it's it's just there's nothing new under the sun with this right. and when something new comes under the sun like this final story we're looking at it going this is what we're spending time on yeah we could be literally doing anything else and we're doing this right so well i think that kind of wraps it up yeah yeah and i'm not going to have any spinach or carrots today okay all right good i probably won't either well i'm I'm glad we kind of settled on that one so we sorted that out yeah all right yeah i mean that was that was really bugging me yeah all right no yeah well (laughs) let's just put this one aside and we'll put a bow on it and we'll say uh thank you to everyone listening sean thank you very much as always yep and uh remember everybody osafoundation.org podcast at osafoundation.org facebook.com slash osafoundation twitter instagram at osafoundation hashtag how you play the game we wrote a book and i think that's everything else that we got to we got to promote. So uh, we'll talk to everybody in just a few short weeks. Enjoy what remains of your summer. And until we speak again, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated. The producer engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.